What's up, Junkies? Welcome back to another episode. Today we got this powerful man. That man that lived this living the lifestyle that I assume 99% of you guys want once, basically. That nomad lifestyle, that laptop lifestyle, that traveling to Bali, to Australia, to Brazil lifestyle. So today we're gonna talk all about the principles and strategies to how this guy got there, but what he did to, to got to, to what he did actually to get there. And before like we jump in the story, let me introduce you to this man. This man is Dan Elson. What's up, buddy? Yo. What's up? So a great to have you on the show. A quick introduction. I kind of spilled the tea with like what you do. But to give the people better context of um, where you are right now, let's take them back on where you were. Because I know that um, everything started like four years ago. So let's go like back to why you choose marketing to start off your career. Or like how you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. marketing yourself. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, uh, to to tell the story of where I started and where I am now. And hopefully that uh, inspires other people and, and really other people realize that, you know, if you follow a, a strategy or a certain method, uh, especially with people who are doing this, uh, that you can actually get there as well. Um, so, yeah, going back to, well, <laughs> the, the beginning uh, then I guess so um, when I was uh, back in college um, I did um, a, a, what we call a, a BTEC which is essentially quite a lot of coursework uh, rather than taking actual exams now I did a BTEC in business studies uh, and this kind of featured everything from the likes of finance to law to marketing to just general business advice and and quite a lot of it I didn't like but the one that I really did like was the one that was about marketing uh, in particular, you know, the, at the time, uh, going back to when I was, well, this was uh, 16 to 18. So going back to when I was 16 to 18, so around 13 years ago, um, uh, at the time, you know, digital and online market and this new world was just taking off. You know, Google was still fairly new. Uh, most people have just got, you know, I remember being 15 and 16 and you had a MSN Messenger, you know, these kind of things and Facebook and, and these kind of things. So it was it was very early days, but I quite liked the, the way that it was going and, and the fact that marketing uh, and the psychology and, and all this kind of stuff. So um, I really liked that. Uh, I then went to study uh, advertising and brand management at Manchester Met University um, in England, um, where that was pretty much a lot of it to do with marketing um, and obviously the theory behind it and all that kind of stuff. And um, I essentially left left uh, university thinking, oh, wow, you know, I've got a degree and uh, I like marketing and all of a sudden I'm going to get a job like this and graduate jobs are going to fall out for now. Uh, wasn't like that, unfortunately. I did get a job in marketing. Um, however, it was entry level, essentially getting just a little bit more than minimum wage um and it was to do offline and online marketing for a automotive dealer um dealer group so essentially they were selling used and new cars um so i helped them a lot um i dealt with their um agencies with auto trader so people who are not familiar with auto traders 
the biggest like used car website in the United Kingdom, and especially on, uh, online. So we did a lot of that. Uh, you know, I used to take the uh, I used to take the used car uh, photos and and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it because it was the first entry to stuff, and um, and at the time, um, you know, I, I was like, um, you know. This is this is the career. This is the corporate ladder. This is this is what you're meant to be doing, I guess. This is you know I've gone to university now, and now it's your first job. And, um, and um, I read a book actually, and it was called Yes Man by Danny Wallace. Um, and people might now think of oh, there's a film with Jim Carrey, and he is. And unfortunately, it's not that great, <laughs> and it's nothing to do with the book apart from the premise that you can say yes a lot. Um, so uh, I urge people to go, go find that book because it's really good. It talks about, you know, again, this was time before really email and stuff like this kind of caught on, especially time before smartphones and all that kind of jazz. So it's, you know, it's going back a little bit, but I read that and this guy was having these adventures around the world. I won't spoil it, but adventures around the world. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Now, that was kind of the back burner, like I say, I was in this job for a year and a half, um, and I realized that, just like everybody seems to realize when they come out of university, it's good having the education background um, and on the concepts and all this kind of stuff, but without much experience and without really standing out, you're going to find it difficult. So I was upselling myself, myself. Uh, you know, I was reading books, I was searching online, uh, you know, dabbling in Photoshop and... Um, website creations and getting up to like, like up to speed with WordPress and all this kind of stuff because I wanted to to do more, you know. So in my role especially I was I was trying to do more and more and more, not just do the day to day tasks. And I was all about reading self improvement books, you know, self help books, but I'd call them self improvement books because that's essentially what they are. So I was doing all this stuff to really try and, you know, kind of essentially climb the corporate ladder um and it paid off uh, about a year and a half later i got a job um at a, a online marketing agency uh, based in leeds in england um again at the bottom of the pile so he went in a account exec level um however you know that's, that's sometimes what you gotta do so i went in there did everything i could do and i remember just like thinking back you know this is when i was 23 just going 24 and I used to be essentially scared, I guess, the fear of sending emails to clients and the not being correct, not being 100%. And I used to get like the senior people to read my emails. Like I used to like write them out on, on Word doc and then I'd write them in an email. Then I'd send them to them and they'd be like, Dan, just send it. And I'd be like, no, well, it has to be correct. It has to be right. And and just just looking back now, that's that's crazy to where I am now. But yeah, I think sometimes you have to fail fast in order to learn. And there were some people there that, that I'm not saying this is bad, like this is fine if that's what they want to do. But for me, of the person who wants to climb the corporate ladder at the time, I always felt that you had to make, you had to make the mistakes as quick as possible. So there's some people there have been there years making the same mistakes I were doing. And I was like, you shouldn't be making them night right now. You know, I've just started. So the way I, I looked at it is like, I was like, right, still continue to you know, you read as many self improvement books as possible. Read as many videos. You know, I got really into TED talks and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I need, I need to, I need to keep educating myself to get better and better and better. So within 
uh, less than 10 months, I moved up from account exec to account manager, which essentially in agency world is I went away from assisting on accounts to actually managing the accounts. So the senior person who I assisted went off these accounts and I started kind of managing myself. Um, So obviously that was kind of a big step up, you know, from a year before when I basically didn't want to send emails uh, to, right, now it's my responsibility that I have to basically hit the what what success is to the client yeah. make sure everything goes smoothly make sure the internal teams do what they need to do and all this kind of stuff so um it was it was um great learning experience and 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 essentially what happened you know i i got the lifestyle i thought i wanted i guess the lifestyle that society kind of deems what you should be getting which yeah. is you know go to university get a corporate job go up the corporate ladder live in a city center uh you know essentially living for the weekends you know i just remember getting home uh some nights and being stressed and sweating and and essentially just going to bed like just getting in going to sleep and it's not a way to live and i thought this isn't right like like i'm meant to be happy this is meant to be what you're meant to have and i'm 25 and it's not making me happy so then interestingly enough i actually re-found the book yes man um, I didn't find it. I, I bought it again without really realizing I'd already read it so many years back. And I was like, huh, this sounds familiar. And it was, because obviously I'd already previously read it. I read it like three times because I was like, wow, like if he can do this, like what am I doing? Surely that's that. That's what I want. So I was like, right, well, okay, I don't really want to borrow loads of money like he did. And I have massive credit card bills. I was like, right, what what can I do? So I'm like, right, okay, well, I know if, I, if I'm going to go traveling, I did loads of research online. I was like, right, if I'm going to go travel and quit my job, I need a thousand pounds a month to survive. Yeah. And then that, you know, is, uh, that that's, that's all I need. All right, cool. So uh, I do all this research. I'm like, right, that's what I'm going to do. All right, and that's 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 interesting. No, actually, I've just I've just skipped part of the story. So what happened is, yeah, I was sweating, hitting hitting my life, all this good stuff, and they're all like, right, so what what am I going to do here? Uh, and I remember one of the nights, it was late night shopping night. So in in England, we have late night shopping night like once a week, and the shops shut at like nine o'clock instead of six. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was like, luckily enough, it was that night. So uh, like, I'm stressed. I'm like, I've, I leave work two hours after I'm getting paid for. Um, and all I want to do is go home. It's, it's a late night in England. It's raining. It's cold. I'm like, anyway, I just walk into the late night shopping area and I'm like, what am I going to do here? So I see a place called STA Travel. So uh, people might not be familiar with this place. It's like student uh, travel agent. Um, and I just roll in there and I sit down and she's like, oh, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I need to go do something else. And, you know, that's kind of where Yes Man came from. And I was like, oh, you can, you can, you, you can travel? Is that a thing? And I was like, right, let's go find out. So she's like, right, what do you want to do? And I was like, Machu Picchu. And she's like, huh, so you want to fly to Cusco in Peru in South America, see Machu Picchu and then fly back? And I was like, Hmm, sounds a bit crazy. Yeah. What yeah. what else can I do? So she's like, she comes up with just a big elaborate uh, elaborate plan that I can fly to Brazil and go through Brazil into Argentina, into Bolivia, into Peru. Then I'm in Cusco. Then I can go see Machu Picchu. And she's like, what's next? 
So there you go. And I'm like thinking about this crazy adventure with then goes to Fiji and Australia, then Asia. And I'm like, wow, this this is crazy. So a few days later, I just ring her and say, book it. And she's like, you sure? And I'm like, just book it. Let's not think about it. Let's just do it. Right. That's that's what I'm doing. So then I moved back in with my parents. It, it, I, I go from a two-minute commute to work to a four-hour, two hours each way. Um, I don't have any life for six months, but I'm, like, determined. I'm like, right, if I want to save that eight grand so that I can go traveling for six uh, and do all that amazing adventure, let's, let's do it. So no life. I go do that adventure, and I won't go into the, um, the details of that, that adventure, but it lasted six months, and it was the best thing I've ever done, the best thing. And um, it changed my entire reality. Uh, and believe it or not, there's people around me that indirectly have changed. Their reality has changed because they've gone and done the same. So, um, uh, yeah, it just changed everything. And, and when I got back, you know, I had no money. <laughs> so it was like, what do I do now? Like, I've done this round, the, as they all say, yeah. you know, like um, uh, once in a lifetime trip. And 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 I'm like, what do I do now? So I get another job in corporate world, doing the same thing I did before for another thousand pound a year extra, and it's the same. <laughs> it makes no difference. It's the same. And I'm like, oh my god, this again. So I'm like, no, right. I know this isn't for me. I'm gonna save all my money for ten months, and I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna this time instead of doing a, a round trip. I'm just gonna go one way and, and, and get there and um and so yeah, so I'm like, right, okay, well I know when I'm gonna leave. I know I need ten months to save again and all this kind of stuff. So I um I do that again. And was just just I want to, I don't want to call this amazing story, but like at this point, did you already have the plan to start building your agency or no, okay, keep going there. No, no, really. So like I had I had very early days. I had a travel blog, but I didn't really do much on it. Uh, and occasionally somebody would send me something and be like, oh, uh, can you post this? We'll give you $10 or whatever. So I like doing not anything there. But from an early age, from about 16, I did work. Like um, my a lot of my family are all kind of running their own businesses. Um, and I was lucky enough that my, my dad ran a wholesaling uh, confectionery business. So essentially sold sweets, crisps, this kind of stuff. Um, so I worked at, uh, for about four years uh, from like 15 to 19. I worked um, at a local market selling that every Sunday. So I give up every Sunday morning. I go up at 5 a.m. every Sunday to go do this until 2 p.m. or whatever it was. Uh, and I give up my Saturday nights essentially as well because I just couldn't go out. Because I had to get up at five. So, like, I did that, and I realized at a very early uh, stage, and especially, you know, uh, my family doing the same, but, you know, uh, having your own business, you know, it has loads of benefits. But I always thought, well, what can I do with my own business? And, you know, I've been in agencies, and oh, I'm getting told by everybody, like, you need an agency. Only an agency can help you and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, can I start my own? Well, I don't really know what I'm doing and this kind of thing. So... Yeah, no, to answer your question, the one, like, I kind of knew, I don't know, I guess I kind of knew at some point, maybe, but not not to the extent of now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the idea was to go one-way trip to Thailand and to travel around Asia until 
essentially money got pretty low and then I'd fly back to Australia where I, where I thought if I went to Australia, some strange reasoning rationale in my head, I thought if I went to Australia and did the same job, even though I wasn't happy twice, if I did the same job, somehow the sun, somehow a different environment, somehow it makes something different. Um, and that was the plan. So run out of money, pretty much go to Australia. I knew Australia, like this is kind of online marketing, digital marketing is kind of new to them. So that in my experience, they're about 10 years behind the European market. So I thought, oh, great. Like, I'm going to go. I've got, like, five years' experience. I've got a degree in it. But I've done all this extra stuff as well to get me rolling up the corporate ladder. Like, people are going to snap their hands off on me. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. You know, I actually got there. I struggled to get a job. I had interviews, but, like, these situations and all this kind of stuff kind of conspired against me. I got really sick. I went to hospital. Um, and it kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm on my last money now. Like, I, I need to fly home. I get a job. I got a job. I started working for this agency, and the same feelings, the same stuff came yeah. back again. And at that point, it took three goes, but at that point, I was like, this is it. Yeah. Never again. Never again. And what... Like, describe, what was that feeling that you were, like, what was, like, that thing that you were feeling, like, going back to three different companies and feeling the exact same thing? Or, like, what was it more like, shit, I'm doing the same thing, or, like, I don't belong here, or, like, what was that? Because I, I have it, too. Yeah. Like, I go to work now. I'm, I'm uh, just to give you the backstory. Last two years ago, I finished school, like like you. I did like international business, kind of the same thing. So we had like mm -hmm. finance, marketing, HR, logistics, all the bullshit, whatever. <laughs> so I went on yep. and, and got a job in uh, junior consultant, basically financial consulting. Like I was, I was good at my job. I was like the top producer. Like, I, I did my job good, but I never felt at home. And I, I, felt, and I felt like, This is the thing I want to do. So the first thing I got there, like after, I think it was like 5.30, I called my mom. Mom, I think this job isn't for me. <laughs> I'm not going to go. <laughs> She was like, no, it's maybe it's your first job. You will get used to it. Give it more time. Well, I got, after four months, I got an art project in the same company. So going from um, in, um, financial to Now, kind of insurance, doing customer service and all this, like calculating the the rate and everything. I was like, "Mom, this was my first day. It was amazing, but I'm done here." <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with me was, I never had experience in marketing, like or sales mm. or business development. Only thing I knew was, when I was young, I wanted to be a successful businessman and consult and help businesses. That's the only thing I knew, and this only thing. I know right now. And me as a like dickhead and I like maybe stubborn, whatever you're gonna call it. Last December, I just quit my job. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah I was like, mom, what? I, I'm done. So, but, but back then, like in October, November, I was kind of dabbling on starting my own agency without any prior experience. Then realized after three months, like maybe March, that this shit is harder than I thought. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. So I invested like 
tons of money in online market, like courses, like Billy Jeans and Dilope, like the gurus, which is yeah, great. Yeah. But like, you never had the, like the, the hands-on experience, you know, I never had that. And even with that, I, w- I was like, cool, if I can get the marketing done, that's cool. But the, the other problem was, I never had the experience on selling it. So then I was like, okay, I, I get this one done. I can start cons- consult people, but how I can get this message to selling it and start making money. So after that, now I'm working at a part-time job, sales shop, just to make boats. Like, I, I believe like sales and marketing are the holy grail of business, are the things that hold the business above yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can learn marketing and start doing my own stuff online. So let me go out and find experiences in the real world because I'm, I'm in a foreign country, especially um, in sales and how the culture developed, what the thinking, all the good stuff. So to tie it back to your story was like, I never felt like, even now I'm like the top producer there. <laughs> like, I feel like life, like life is more than just this. You feel? Yeah, exactly that. Uh... Yeah, so- <laughs> To tie this everything back, I know one of your uh, interviews you said your brain is all, your brain is the best machine in the world that someone can have. And just hearing your story, like you decided from one night that you're just going to travel to to Peru, you just made a commitment and you went after that. And after that, you went to uh, Australia, to Thailand. And how can someone right now that's, because we're both, where maybe you more than me, but we, we both were like in the position that, you know what, this, this place that I'm, I'm in, I just not, not entitled, but like I deserve more. Therefore I want to work harder to achieve the things that I want. So how can someone right now listening can start training or like hack their brain to start uh, developing these skills to think bigger and outside the box for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like going back to what you just said, it's like, I always had the feeling inside me, like, is this it? I just kept saying that to myself, like, is this it? And then like, believe it or not, I'm like one of the worst people for like decision-making. But I believe if, if you have a big enough why, if you know what that, if you've got a why, if you know what that why is, then the decision makes itself. Yeah. Uh, If the why was, is this it? There must be something more to life then you book that flight, you book that trip, and you don't even think about it. Um, but, yeah, it is, it is tricky. Uh, but in terms of, like, a, let's say somebody wants to start out, if what I would pretty much, like, just super brave for you doing, and obviously I've quit, like, three jobs in the last four years, and, yeah, it's not the, the best thing to do because then money can just disappear very, very easily. Um, obviously, depending on where you live, if you live, Europe or, or England, you know, the US, Australia, like money will just evaporate. Um, and it, it, it sure did in Australia when, when I didn't have a job. So um, money can evaporate very quickly. So I wouldn't really advise to people, unless there's really like, I need to get out of this like toxic environment. I would never advise somebody to just pull a plug and leave because I did that twice and I had to go back and learn the third time for that same for me. So I was like, right, okay, like I'd never, I would never recommend that to somebody. What I'd recommend to somebody is either 
keep what you're currently doing and do what I did when I was in Australia, which I spent all my free time. Like I'd get home, I'd go to the gym, I'd eat and that's it. Then I'd work for four hours straight until like 1 a.m. Until I couldn't leave my eyes open anymore and I'd have to go to bed. And then instead of at the weekend, like don't get me wrong, like this is not every weekend, but the vast majority, like 90%, you know, it'd be like, Dan, do you want to come to the beach? I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm busy today. And I was busy sat on this very laptop. Like, this is what I was doing. And I was like, right, if uh, if I want to open a new agency, like, and I know what this part and this part and this part. And like, like you were saying then, like, I don't have this skill. So let's go find this skill. So I was like, right, I don't really, like, before my job was the person between the client and the specialist. So I was like, well, I knew everything about it, but I'd never actually clicked the button for a Facebook ad or a Google ad. I've never clicked the button. So I was like, right, I have to go find that out. So I go build a Shopify site because I've never done that before. I go build uh, a Facebook, you know, loads of uh, group um, campaigns to see how that works. So it's almost exactly like yourself, like just upsell, upskill yourself to get the skills that you're missing to be more complete, I guess. And then that helps you further along the line. So I'd never say just quit your job. I'd always say, like, spend your free time doing what you need to do to get to the next point you know get rid of netflix get rid of anything that's that's sucking your time because if you continue what you're doing now you will get anywhere that you want to get to it's as simple as that so you have to sacrifice now and that's what i did in australia you know believe it or not i did go to the beach every weekend i was in the most expensive city in the world in sydney in australia and i didn't go through the thing that everybody goes and does because i was like no i need to sacrifice now because i know I know by X date, I won't ever have to do this ever again. So, yeah, um, I'd always suggest that. Um, I'd always, always suggest to to essentially build something up in the side. So I'd say, like, upskill yourself and then start getting your first client or start, you know, making products, start selling. You know, start doing something online. You know, I always say about there's essentially three different things you can do online. You can do affiliate marketing essentially get paid commissions to sell other people's stuff you can um sell stuff so through e-commerce um or you can sell like info, uh, information products or you can essentially sell your skills so you can be a marketing agency and that, that might not just be everything but it might just be for facebook ads it might just be for pinterest ads or seo whatever it might be so i always think right okay what you need to do is follow one and three things you need to upskill yourself. You know, you need to follow one of the three things and start bringing the income in. So I always knew, like, like if I were to go travel and be a digital nomad and live from anywhere, it's actually cheaper to do that than it is to live here in the UK. So when I was living in Leeds on my own in a nice fancy apartment in the centre, like, fair enough, I was living on my own. I didn't have to do that in my choice. But with, like, bills and council tax and internet, all these kind of things, it costs the same amount of money, a £1,000 a month, than it is, than it does to travel South America and Asia every month. It's the same money. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm in South America and when I'm in Asia, I don't have to think about it. Like, drink, I eat, I do whatever I want to do, and it's around £1,000. So it's like, if it's like that, then if you can find a way that you can make your money online, so you can do it from anywhere, then you've cracked it. So I always say that, like, once you've upskilled yourself, once you start getting a little bit of money in, aim for something that's realistic, 
for me, that's a thousand pounds because I knew that would be like, I can quit and do what I want. So aim for that. Um, and then, and then go, but yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult to just quit your job like that. But if you get to the point where your side hustle, your side gig is not hitting the same wage, but hitting the money that you need to do what you want to do, essentially travel and live anywhere, then that's all you need to do. It's a much smaller task then all of a sudden than saying, well, I need to be making hundred grand a year to go traveling. No, you don't. Yeah. Um, and especially you don't need to make that if you're making money every month. So always look to, to bring in that money and start it. And then once you know that you can go, right, wow, if I just get one more client, I can give, them a pay, uh, give myself a pay rise of X. Wow, I could have never, ever, ever done that before. Yeah. So I think that's, that's always important to, 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 um, to picture it that way. Um, and, yeah, and I think the three different ways that you can make money actually online, um, you know, make sure you pick something that you like to do and then follow it as much as possible. And, like, to just, that's, I think that's one of the best answers I got. <laughs> <laughs> like, for sure, because um, myself, when I told you, like, I wanted to do this ownership type of thing, sorry, my own agency, like, I was just following the guy, like, the people's courses, like, blueprint, yeah. right? Like, just following, and I wasn't creating my own path. I was just, like, following somebody, somebody else's path and trying to find my own happiness through their path. And after, like, the three months, I was, like, one, the money wasn't coming in. I was getting my consultancy because I knew about the marketing part, so I could consult people on it, like coaching and stuff, but I couldn't. But those were, like, just, in our term, low ticket, you know, nothing... Yeah. And, and it was on retainer, so it's one-time payment and done. And so what was happening was like I was like, okay, I'm here, I'm stuck, money's not coming in, my agency is not growing, I'm not getting where I want to do. And then one day my girlfriend asked me, "Hey, Shannon, are you happy?" <laughs> like that's it. Like I was sitting in my, on my bed and just like glazing around, like thinking thoughtfully on I don't know what. And she asked me, are you happy? I was like, yeah, I'm grinding, you know. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to make move things move forward, right? And she she looked back at me. I was like, Shannon, are you happy? I was like, to be honest, I'm frustrated as fuck. <laughs> like, um, I'm done. And she was like, why? Then we went into all the deeper issues. Not issues, but like all the deeper things. And, yep. and I found out that, I want a, a business. I want the agency. But the way I was building it, or like the way I was going about it, wasn't the way makes me happy. Makes sense? So I was doing Facebook ads, right? I was doing basically that, Facebook, IG ads, because these were the, the services that these people were telling. Those are the things you got to sell to make that 1,000, 2,000, 10K a month retainer. But... On the other end, the thing that fulfills me and the things that I can geek about every single day on any hour uh, are funnel buildings, funnel strategies, consulting about funnels, upsells, downsells, like everything about funnels I can geek about. Like you can wake me up and you can start spitting some M&M funnel <laughs> type of thing, you know? You can call yeah. me God, whatever. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is also for the listeners is 
um, like Dan said, you got to pick something you're passionate about. And for me, I needed to go through the journey of, okay, Facebook ads only, like focusing on that part as my core business wasn't the thing that fulfills me, but I need to go through that and keep um, educating and self-improve myself, keep, keep reading, doing courses to find what drives me. Now that I got that part down, like Dan said, I was like, cool. I know now my niche. I know what my agency needs supposed to do, like what's the thing I want my agency to do. Now I start building up. Okay. I haven't built as much funnels as I would like to. And some strategies that I would like to implement, let me just start testing them on my own funnels because we all have like a click funnels account. You can just open one. So now I'm trying to implement the things that I'm telling people to do online and my consultant clients start implementing for myself, doing it on real life. And one thing someone told me, I don't know who this was, if you try to build your a personal brand, you can be your biggest, you should be your biggest case study. Like, here is what, like, this is my CV or like my resume. I didn't work with, let's say, Disney or Netflix, but I got myself from zero to this thing and I can help you with that as well. And now that we are in, on the agency part, I would like to ask you then, um, now that you figured out, okay, this is my core business, uh, you've, you you establish your agency. How do you go about hiring your team? Like start structuring your team. Yeah. So um, obviously, if you want to if you want to grow, you uh, you can't do everything yourself. Um, and one of the, the big things that I learned straight away, and I guess you don't really realize it until you actually start doing it, is the fact that essentially our job being the owner. Is sales and marketing is essentially get new clients in um, and then kind of essentially give it to other people to do. And that's the only way you're going to grow because there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so much you can do. Um, so the way that where I see it in terms of essentially getting other people is to follow the same thing that I was doing in agencies. So essentially, if you look at my role in agency, I was the account, account manager, the suit, or whatever you want to call it. And essentially, I was the convert to from the client to the internal teams. So it was my job to understand what the actual client actually needed, not what they wanted, but actually what they needed to get to whatever success looked like for them. And then I had to go away. I had to use all the, the specialists at my disposal who was working on that client to go, right, okay, we need to work on a strategy that does this and this. Like, what are you going to do? Brainstorm, bring everybody together, you know, sell that into the client. And then it was my job about managing and essentially um, managing and fulfilling what we promised to the client um, and, you know, keeping them up to date and all this kind of stuff. So I essentially have taken that model and that's why I'm using semi agency now. So it's exactly the same. I'm, I'm used to being the person who deals with the client. I'm used to uh, selling the strategy into them. I'm used to updating them. I'm used to doing all this kind of stuff with them. And I love that bit. I really do. It's awesome. Like to, to, to whatever you might be, if you're getting that piece of coverage for a client and you get it on CNN and you're like, wow, like this is awesome, like my client's there. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you're getting sales at a really good rate, you know, through Facebook ads and funnels, yeah. wow. Like it, it's, I, I get 
like a, a fulfillment feeling out of it because I feel like I'm helping somebody else. And one thing that I realized um, back in Australia, I kind of fell out of love with marketing. I kind of, I went down this spiral of like, marketing's bad, it's evil and all this kind of stuff. And you can look at it that way. You can look at it as like consumerism culture and it's a nightmare. Or you can kind of go, well, actually, what is marketing at its core? Well, marketing at its core um, and sales, including that, Essentially, what we're trying to do is improve people's lives. Yeah. That's what we try to do uh, at its core. And that's what I see now. And that's the reason why I kind of fell back into marketing and, and, and love with it because I was like, right, that's helping people. So I'm like, if I help myself, like, get results for clients, they sell more to their customers, and it's like free wins. Yeah. Now, the way that I've seen an extra win, a way that I've got an extra win in this is by employing not people within my agency, like it would be like a traditional agency where you employ a, a member of staff to uh, basically get salary and to work nine to five, where we both know some people are just not, don't want to do that. It doesn't fit in with where they're, where they're doing stuff. It doesn't fit in to actually being productive. You know, it's not a times that I've, I've, you know, this is not to kind of you know, highlight anybody, but I've been in companies where I'm like, hmm, how much what do you actually do? And we're getting the paid the same. And today you've had five cigarette breaks. You've you came in after lunch and now like and I'm like, when do you actually do any work? And why are we getting paid the same? Because I'm here two hours late every day. Exactly. So I'm like, this is this is not right. So the way that I see it is like essentially employed staff are a bit um they're um not not efficient. They're not effective. No. Um, and that means that if they're not, not efficient, not effective for me as the, the person who owns the agency, they're definitely not for the client and definitely not going to lead to where we want it to lead. So I think, well, wait a minute. If there's me and there's you and there's other people like us out there and the fact that this is pretty much where the agencies are going, this is where the agency model is. Like, Because why are you paying, especially if I'm a client, why am I paying for your fancy office with all these fancy you know, football tables and pool tables and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, hmm, maybe it's paying for all this. So, like, I think there's so many different ways and, and our industry is going in this direction because there's no reason why we're all working in offices anymore. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I think, essentially, I want to be the head of the curve. I want to be the agency that, that, that is head of the curve, that is moving out of the traditional model and essentially using other people like ourselves, digital nomads, to do the work, you know. So for one of them, you know, my agency doesn't really specialize in this, but when I first started out, and this is the reason why I currently continue doing it for a client, is um, I work with a digital nomad, and she does uh, Pinterest marketing. So it's organic Pinterest marketing. Now, I know enough about Pinterest that I don't know how to click all the buttons to make all the, the views go up and all this kind of stuff. I don't know how to do that, but I spoke to her, and split to my client. A client wanted it as a service. And essentially, um, I'm doing exactly what I did in agency. I am the person who sits in the middle and makes sure what she does, what she needs to do to hit the objectives for the client. Um, and this is how I'm managing everything in my agency. You know, that was just one example in terms of Pinterest, in terms of offering service, but I thought I'm not really that interested in. Uh, but my client really wanted it because their target market is on, on point. So, um, yeah, I think this is the new way that agencies should be looking at stuff. And I think having digital nomads at the heart of everything, um, other people that essentially 
enjoying life. Like, we are, like, I don't know about you, but I'm so much happier doing stuff like this and having the freedom flexibility to work anywhere that I want. And, and it produces better results for clients. It means I'm more happy and more efficient, more effective about what I do. And it means that the other people that I work with who help me get them results for clients and also the same. They also work for themselves. They have to produce good results because otherwise I'll just go somewhere else. So I think it's all about ensuring that, you know, you have like the right structure in place. You have the right processes in place. I'm a very process-driven person. I mean, that's been built into me from day one of working in agencies. And I like that. I like to know what's going on. I like to be doing it in a certain way because I know it works. But that's not to say that I'm not open-minded. I always say when I work with people, this is how I suggest doing it. But if you think you can do it, like this is this is how I suggest doing it, and this is the end result that we want. But if you think you can do it in a better, more efficient way, then tell me because I'm wasting my time. Yeah. So I'm always open. I always am like that. And I'm like, this is how we need to do it. But yeah, I think in terms of agencies going forward i think this this stuff for agencies especially the free ones the free agencies that i've worked in two in uk and one uh australia this the stuff don't get me wrong but they did really well especially the first agency i worked at which sold for like 12 million uh, after like 10 years the stuff that they were doing really well which is cool because i'm like that's really good and i can make it a little bit better uh but there's also stuff that they're doing really really badly and it's stuff that the clients might not necessarily know about, and it's stuff that that may, means that they're inefficient, it means that things don't get done on time, all sorts of stuff. You know, just having, like, two people above me of marketing directors who essentially don't really see any of the work but then appear when the client comes in for a, a client meeting, and I'm like, they don't know anything about it because we've been doing it all, me and these people behind us, and I'm like, but wait a minute, like, we know what's going on, and you're taking all the credit for it now, which doesn't help any of us. We don't feel that we've been fulfilled now. So there's just so many different things, which, like I said, it's good things, it's bad things. But I think if you're in your agency, you can decide like how best to go about it and, and how it works best for you and the other people you work with and how essentially how how you can solve the problems of clients because that's what we're here for. Not to cut you off, but um, that's an amazing story, by the way. And just to maybe ask a deeper question in, in that story, do you have a, a strategy or like a an, an method on how to go about hiring these different positions in your company? Yeah. So like I say, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, kind of fortunate in the fact that um, I've been in this position, um, like I say, when I first joined agencies it was in 2013 so i kind of in my head i have a picture of like that facebook ads person that person who does whatever it is i have a picture of like the skills that they need they need to know this and that so what i do is i just jump on a call with them and be like right i've got this client this is what the objectives are like what would you do in terms of a strategy yeah. like if that kind of aligns with what i would do and i'm like bingo like and then i ask him some questions about kind of get a feeling of the type of person they are, you know, are they going to mess around or are they actually keen about getting results? You know, do they actually want help clients? You know, uh, are they happy to work towards and, and use the processes which I know work well? So, yeah, I think 
it's important to um to essentially use i love using templates so like use like a checklist of like right these are the questions that i'm going to ask him uh, on a call you know and end the day if like they're going to jump on a call with you if they want to work with you they will do um and i think as soon as you get somebody that you know works well just like you would do if they were employed like keep them around treat them well um get them involved with things don't you know make sure that the they, they have a wider picture as well, not just their little bit. Yeah. And just look after him, you know, just be normal people to each other uh, because we're all in it together. And that essentially leads to, to success long term. Exactly. Nice, man. Awesome. Awesome. So to start wrapping this up, I know you're in London right now. So what's your next destination? Because I know you're always moving. So what's yeah. Your- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, It's, um, for me now, like the, the, the ultimate goal was essentially freedom yeah. from, and freedom meant to me, but I could work anywhere and I could travel anywhere. So instead of doing these classic things where I did six months and then gone back to hell and then do it again, like <laughs> it's, um, we're a bit more structured now that, that, um, that I remain a gig, I guess. So yeah, I think, um, um, Yeah, in terms of the next place, uh, I'm going to uh, Oktoberfest uh, in Munich in Germany nice. at the end of October, uh, end of September, sorry. So if anybody's there at that time, it's around my birthday, let's know. Um, and then after that, the Europe uh, with the with the long-term plan to go back to Asia in the new year. Um, and then we'll see where it goes. But for me, I like to be... Like, I like just to go somewhere. It's all about, like, the long-term travel, not, like, short-term travel to me now. It's, like, go somewhere. If I like it, stay as long as I want. Don't like it, go somewhere else. So, you know, that's the kind of what I've done since coming back from Austria last July. I did Europe. I went to South America. Uh, and then I came back because I had family things that I wanted to come back for. So, yeah, I think um, the next big thing is Oktoberfest, and then yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Awesome. And the last question I have for you, buddy, is if you go can go back to that 19, 18-year-old self that was just starting out in this own, finding its own way in the marketing space, what was, what would that one piece of advice be to him? Or like, not yourself or like a brother or, but like, just look at you, 18 years old, then what would that piece of advice be on One, going after your dreams, two, building a business, or just living life purposefully? Uh, the number one thing that I would say to an 18-year-old version of myself would be go traveling. Just go do it. Don't think about it. Book a one-way ticket, use whatever money I've got, and get a different perspective on life. Smash your reality completely. Change it. Uh, get yourself into the 1% of people just don't realize this exists. Um, And essentially probably, you know, and essentially see where that that leads to. But yeah, the number one thing I'd say is just go long-term travel, see other cultures, meet other people. You know, it it gives you so much more. Uh, It doesn't just open your eyes and change reality, but it improves your personal skills, improves your selling yourself skills, improves so many different things that yeah if if i was 18 i'd go back 
I'd um, I'd say right, get yourself on a plane and and see where that that awesome. takes you. Awesome. And then, where can people find you online, man? All right, cool. So my uh, my agency website uh, is chasingflags.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Dan Dan Elson, um, and yeah, and and Facebook as well, uh, Dan Jet. Uh, you can add me on there. So um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Awesome, guys. First of all, Dan, thank you for your time. Thank you for dropping so much thunder, golden nuggets, and bombs on this episode. And guys, thank you for listening. This was another episode of the Chills Funnels Junkie podcast. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.